Congregation may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Once again, the mystery of the Word made flesh confronts us just like it did last week. It will confront us again uh, next week. If we're not careful, it confronts us uh, day in and day out. It is the mystery of which Paul speaks about in the epistle lesson when he says that to the Gentiles, verse 27, to them God has chosen to make, chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. You see, that's the reality for what happened last week when Jesus was confronted by the expert and the law. And remember, we talked about the reality that the expert in the law was then testing the law made flesh. That's the mystery. That the reality of Jesus Christ is the law and the prophets, the word of God become flesh and is now standing in front of the expert in the law. And then the expert in the law seeks to test the very law made flesh. And so now today we come to the reality of where the expert in the law should have gotten. Now the end of the text last week that talked about Jesus telling the expert in the law, now you go and do likewise. You go and show mercy just like the Samaritan showed mercy. I don't know. And we don't know what happened to that expert in the law. Did he go out then and start showing mercy? The very mercy that Jesus Christ, who is the law made flesh, shows by fulfilling the law for the expert in the law. And so they come to a village. And at this village is the house of Martha. And Martha invites Jesus in, and she has a sister, Mary. Mary sits at the feet of Jesus. Mary sits at the feet of the Word become flesh. And she does the very thing that God instructed the entire world to do at the baptism of Jesus. Remember when Jesus was baptized and the, he came up out of the water and the voice from God said, This is my beloved Son, with him I am well pleased. Listen to him. This is the Word of God become flesh. So a transition has occurred for the world. And the world really can't see it. The Old Testament we could call the pre-incarnation. It is the time when the expectation for the Messiah that He would come that this Messiah would be incarnate, God incarnate, God in the flesh. And so Jesus is born of a virgin. And how many people see it, let alone understand it, let alone believe in it? And then the Word made flesh dwells among us. He teaches, He preaches, He admonishes, He, he heals, he saves, he brings from death 
to life. And then he himself, the word made flesh, goes to the cross and suffers and dies. To fulfill all the pre-incarnate word that is incarnate in him. And then at the ascension then, we have the flesh departing and being at the right hand of God. So what is left to us? The Word. The Word of God. And not just that, but the Word. The presence of the incarnate Word made flesh, Jesus Christ. That presence here with us in, with, and under bread and wine. As Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus and listening to him, so too now we sit at the feet of Jesus, his word, and the sacraments, water and word, body and blood in with and under bread and wine, we sit at the feet of Jesus and we learn from him. And what do we learn through baptism? What do we learn from God through Jesus Christ and baptism? That our sins are washed away. And that we, through baptism, by baptism, are forgiven. This is a mystery that is unveiled for you by the very one who teaches Mary. The very one who is teaching Mary. The words that he is speaking are these words of forgiveness and salvation and these words of power from God to now go and do likewise, to be the forgiving ones, to be the ones who are now full of mercy. To be the followers of Jesus. You know, when I was uh, down in Tampa as the pastor there, I had an opportunity to teach a distance education program uh, through Concordia University, Mequon. Kind of like a little bit of an adjunct professor. I had um, about 15 to 20 students for about a year and a half to two years. Taught everything from uh, Lutheran doctrine to new introduction to the New Testament, introduction to the Old Testament, and then the Gospel of Luke. We also did that. And it was funny because among the students, you always knew kind of which ones were really hungry and hungered for the, the, the truth of, of God's Word. Uh, they were so attentive. And then you could tell others were really there, and God bless them, just to get a grade and to get the credit. <clears throat> it was always evident within their, the way that they sat, the way that they uh, listened, but also the way that they wrote their, their papers and submitted them. Uh, some of them were, were really deep and full of, of thought and really um, striving to, to understand uh, God's Word. And others, you could just tell, were uh, just uh, putting the words on paper and trying to get through the, the five or ten pages, whatever it might be. Well, if we don't do anything today in this sermon, 
If we don't do anything today in the sermon except just say, you know what, I am going to dedicate myself to sitting at the feet of Jesus and listening to him, then we have accomplished everything that's necessary and everything that's needed according to Jesus Christ himself. When Martha, who is so busy with all kinds of things, doesn't see the mystery of the word made flesh sitting in her house. They're ready to teach, to admonish, and to preach. If that's all our lives are and, and is, is just the busyness of day to day, and we never find ourselves at the feet of Jesus, what a waste of life. So how can you sit at the feet of Jesus and learn from him? You're already there. You're doing it right now. That's what church is all about. It's about us coming and sitting at the feet of Jesus and learning from him and then receiving from him the gracious forgiveness through the word and through the sacraments. But it doesn't end there, and that's why this sermon really should be entitled The Incarnational Vocation, because you are all called. We are all called into our various places of life. And now this mystery is no longer a mystery to us, that Jesus Christ is, as Paul says, within us, the hope of glory in us. And so now your life has changed. Your vocation has changed. Everything that you were before you came in here has now changed into this God-infused, God-incarnate in you by this word, and now the power to go out and to function within the calling that God has given to you. Titles. God-given titles that you alone hold. Titles like Mother, father, son, daughter, maybe sibling, student, God calls you to that, occupation, God calls you to that, member of Christ's Redeemer Lutheran Church, God has called you to that. We have so many vocations in which God now moves and pushes and, and functions in us through this wonderful mystery of Him, the Word becoming flesh, and now that Word dwelling richly in us. I pray that you leave empowered today empowered by this word made flesh that dwells now within you because you have sat at the feet of Jesus. I don't know if Martha ever came around. I know this, though, that Mary was blessed by the instruction that she received from her Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Last week, the text ended, Now you go and do likewise. I think it's an appropriate ending for our sermon today. Now you go, and you do likewise. Amen. And now may the peace of God that transcends our ability to understand 
May it guard your hearts and your minds, always never focused on your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.